the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you looking for reliable tax services? Look no further than Hector Signs with Liberty Tax Services, our valued sponsor here at Talk Law Radio. With years of expertise and dedication to excellence, Hector Signs ensures your taxes are in safe hands. Whether it's individual or business taxes, trust Hector Signs and Liberty Tax Services for thorough, accurate, and efficient tax solutions. Call Hector Signs at 210-764-5648. That's 210-764-5648 for all all your tax needs. Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt is sponsored by the Marquardt Law Firm and does not attempt to solve your individual legal problems upon the basis of information contained herein. Instead, contact an attorney to discuss the specific facts and circumstances of your unique situation. The views and opinions of this program do not reflect the views of the Salem Media Group. It's time for Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. Todd Marquardt, attorney at law in Texas. If you're a millionaire or a thousandaire, Talk Law Radio is now on the air. Call in with your business law question, your elder law question, veteran aid, Medicaid, build a business to get paid. 210-308-8867. Or ask a question online at marquardtlawfirm.com. That's M-A-R-Q-U-A-R-D-T, lawfirm.com. And now, it's Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. Welcome to Talk Law Radio. I'm Todd Marquardt here on 930 AM The Answer. This is our special Sunday edition of Talk Law Radio where I talk about your hidden legal issue blind spots while you listen to me talk about the law on the radio. I'm going to be on 6.30 a.m. and 9.30 a.m. on Saturday mornings simultaneously at 11 o'clock in the morning. If you want to learn more, you can always tune in there. Or you can listen to podcasts everywhere, YouTube or Facebook. And today we're going to be talking about the lawsuit against uh, the Homeland Security by the state of Texas, specifically the, the lawsuit concerning the concertina wire, uh, more popularly known as razor wire because it it is razor sharp. Anyway, the state of Texas filed a lawsuit against the Homeland Security, Department of Homeland Security, because Homeland Security has been cutting the razor wire to let in uh, immigrants coming up through the southern border uh, from Mexico into Texas. And the state of Texas bought that wire and is upset that it's being cut. So they filed a lawsuit. And I'm going to be talking about the progress of that lawsuit from the federal district court to the Court of Appeals. And then something has also been filed with the United States Supreme Court. So it starts um, with an opinion filed November 29th, 2023, State of Texas versus Department of Homeland Security, Alejandro 
Mayorkas in his official capacity as Secretary of the U.S. Department of Homeland Security, U.S. Customs and Border Protection, U.S. Border Patrol, Troy A. Miller in his official capacity as Acting Commissioner for U.S. Customs and Border Protection, Jason Owens in his official capacity as Chief of the U.S. Border Patrol, and Juan Bernal in his official capacity as Acting Chief Border Patrol Agent Del Rio Sector U.S. Border Patrol. Those are all of the defendants. That's a lot of defendants. I just wanted to be specific there. And this was filed in the United States District Court for the Western District of Texas in the Del Rio Division. So I'm going to tell you what exactly happened in this case at the very outset. What happened is that uh, this case is still pending. Um, The state of Texas wanted temporary restraining orders and and did get restraining orders uh, two times and then asked for a preliminary injunction to stop the Homeland Security uh, and Border Patrol from cutting the razor wire but that was denied. The preliminary injunction would have lasted, uh, would have stopped them from cutting razor wire for the whole case. And that was denied because of something very detailed and technical in the law. I'll start with this. Basically, you can't sue the federal government unless they allow themselves to be sued. And the, the principle there is called uh, sovereign immunity. And so the, the damages that the state of Texas is seeking for conversion, which is like stealing, that was thrown out because uh, the federal government doesn't allow itself to be sued for conversion. But it does allow itself to be sued under something called uh, the, um, let's see, Administrative Procedures Act. And so the, the whole preliminary injunction rested on whether the Border Patrol had a final agency action, like a final rule that where the Department of Homeland Security had decided that it was going to be cutting razor wire as an official rule. And the, the court, this district court, found that they were going to deny Texas' request for a preliminary injunction because the court said that Texas was unlikely to win in its argument that Homeland Security made a final agency action regarding a policy pattern or practice of destroying Texas's concertina wire to encourage and assist thousands of aliens to illegally cross the Rio Grande and enter. I think that the attorneys for the state of Texas uh, made a mistake <laughs> when they uh, made this argument. Let me, let me point back to the, the language of this that I think they should have left out. So the, the argument was that the Border Patrol 
had a final agency action, which is like a rule, that they had a rule, that they had a policy, that they had a pattern and practice of destroying the razor wire, and here's the part that I think they should have left out, to encourage and assist thousands of aliens to illegally cross. Well, why would the government make a rule to encourage and assist law-breaking, illegal action? That's ridiculous. And so I would have, as an attorney, um, if I was working for the state of Texas, I would have left that part out. I would have just said that they seem to have a final agency action regarding a policy pattern or practice of destroying Texas's concertina wire, period. And then maybe they would have prevailed on their uh, request for a preliminary injunction. But here's something else that I want to talk to you about. When I was researching sovereign immunity so that I could better explain it to you, I ran across a very old Supreme Court case that that discussed sovereign immunity, and so I want to tell you about it. What The reason it's interesting to me is because this is where probate law, the law governing uh, deceased persons' estates, and constitutional law sort of come together. Well, remember the Revolutionary War? <laughs> well, during the war, the state of Georgia wanted to get supplies. And there was a an individual named Captain Robert Farquhar who provided supplies to the state of Georgia on credit. And the state of Georgia did not pay him for those supplies. Well, some time went by and Captain Robert died. Still hadn't been paid back. So the executor of his estate filed a lawsuit against the state of Georgia for payment. Somehow it got to the Supreme Court, and there was, well, through it, it went through some, some court battle. And um, the Supreme Court, I, I was on track, did decide that the state of Georgia would have to pay and so um, the, the people didn't like that ruling, and so then the 11th Amendment to the United States Constitution was passed in regards to sovereign immunity. And so I just thought it was interesting how the, the probate and the constitutional law sort of converged. And there was a lot of discussion during this time about sovereign immunity. Um, one circumstance which the United States federal government today waives its sovereign immunity is regarding the Administrative Procedures Act. And so that's why it, the state of Texas needs to come up with an argument to, to prove that it's likely to prevail on its argument that the uh, the United States government through the Homeland Security and Border Patrol had this official policy rule of cutting the wire. So 
Again, that, that argument was lost at the district court level. The state of Texas appealed, and the Fifth Circuit for the Court of Appeals um, granted the, the request for a preliminary injunction um, pending the outcome of the case. And then Tech, Homeland Security filed a request to the United States Supreme Court to an, an application to vacate the injunction pending appeal. Vacate means to stop the injunction, so that would allow them to continue to cut the razor wire. And I, I want to make another distinction here. There's razor wire on the land. This is a separate case from the, the buoys with razor wire around them in the water. So there's a separate lawsuit for that. So this um, filing with the United States Supreme Court is uh, wants the Supreme Court to intervene in this case. And, of course, the state of Texas uh, wants the Supreme Court to not intervene. And this is all about... Uh, 29 miles uh, on the land next to the Rio Grande River. And so you may have seen these photos in the news or even the uh, there was some video and uh, of the Border Patrol uh, cutting the wire so that um, they can get to these uh, immigrants that are coming over through the water. And one of the arguments that the Border Patrol makes is that there's sometimes when uh, immigrants are drowning in the water and Border Patrol needs to get to them to, to save their lives. And uh, so that there was some argument about that. But the state of Texas complained that there was a video showing where there was a, a gap in the razor wire that was already existing, and then some 10 feet away, the Border Patrol was cutting another gap in the razor wire, and then some 10 feet away from that, they were cutting another gap. And uh, the Border Patrol argued that it was necessary because in the other area it was slippery or something like that. Um, But what do you think? Do you think that uh, the state of Texas should have to defend its own border, or is this uh, something that the federal government should be doing? and um, Or should it just be open like it was before? It's uh, something that you can weigh in on. You can email me at host at talklawradio.com. That's H-O-S-T at talklawradio.com. Let me know how you feel about the razor wire on the border. And if you're interested in this subject, tune in to the show that I recorded on a Saturday, January 13th, in which I interview El Conservador, George Rodriguez. Uh, we had a lengthy discussion about uh, border protection and security. Uh, we talked about uh, Texas Senate Bill 4, and we talked also about 
uh, whether Secretary of Homeland Security uh, Alejandro Mayorkas should be impeached. And you can find that on podcasts everywhere, Facebook Live, or YouTube. And today I just wanted to talk about um, the razor wire case um, because it's been in the news lately. Um, For some reason, Homeland Security and Border Protection want to be able to cut this razor wire that the state of Texas is putting up. And even more recently in the news, uh, we've been hearing reports that the uh, Texas National Guard is, and the state police have been um, blocking the Border Patrol from getting access to a certain por- portion of the border in Eagle Pass. So um, tune in for more on that, too. Back to our court case, um, there's a, a pleading a petition to vacate the preliminary injunction. And so the, the argument here is that the federal government law and regulations and, and immigration law in particular is, is supreme. There's a supremacy clause that says federal law is uh, supreme over state law or local law, city laws, municipal laws. And uh, even the state of Texas, uh, this last legislative session, um, passed a bill that said that state law would be supreme over municipal law. So the Homeland Security is arguing that Um, Because immigration is a federal law and it's the duty of the executive branch to enforce the immigration laws, that the state of Texas uh, should not be putting razor wire down there and and they shouldn't be um, arresting and deporting uh, illegal immigrants. So there's also Senate Bill 4, which you've probably heard about that uh, amends the penal code to include uh, penalties for coming into the state of Texas illegally, coming into the United States through the state of Texas illegally. And uh, supremacy clause there is uh, at issue as well. So back to this pleading that the uh, Homeland Security filed with the United States Supreme Court Uh, They say, under the Supremacy Clause, state law cannot be applied to restrain those federal agents from carrying out their federally authorized activities. And there's uh, some court cases cited there. The Homeland Security says that um, the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals um, ruling Uh, violates that supremacy clause by requiring federal law to yield to Texas law. And its its rationale would leave the federal government at the mercy of the states, and they don't want that. So how do you feel about um, immigration? And 
um, illegal immigration and asylum. Uh, many of these uh, immigrants coming across the border now are claiming asylum because they're in fear for their safety. So I wanted to talk about asylum just a little bit. Um, back in March 20th, 2021, I interviewed attorney Shannon Salmon Haas about immigration and asylum. And she told, so you can search for that episode if you want to hear more about asylum because that's um, the argument that lots of these immigrants are, are claiming. Uh, she said, asylum is granted to individuals from foreign countries seeking protection in the United States because they feel they cannot safely return to their home country. The United States currently offers asylum to those who will face persecution or fear they will face persecution due to their race, religion, nationality, social status, or political beliefs. Asylum is also given to people who may be harmed by their own government if they return to their country. So a person may apply for asylum status regardless of current immigration status or how they arrived in the country. And I heard um, one of the congressmen or I heard somebody on the news say that from the beginning of their claim to the adjudication of their claim, it takes about six years. And so for that time, that six-year time period, um, the, the person who has really no status here in the United States is, is still here in the United States. And something that President Trump's administration did is they had a rule that said you had to remain in Mexico or the first country um, that you arrived to um, after you left your country. And so a lot of times that was Mexico, and it was known as the Remain in Mexico policy. And, you know, ever since uh, President Biden has been acting as president, they stopped that and allowed people to come into the United States and, and just stay here um, waiting for their court date six years later. And so in my mind, that's really the part of the law that needs to be fixed or they need to hire a million new judges to uh, start adjudicating these claims much more quickly. Um, most of the asylum claims are not granted because uh, it's, it's hard to prove that you're being persecuted or that you're afraid of being persecuted for those specific reasons. A lot of the people claiming asylum want to come to the United States because they're poor. They have no food, they have no work, and they want to take care of their family. Well, th those are honorable reasons to want to come to the United States, but it's not one of the reasons that you can be granted asylum. Um, there, there are other immigration policies where you can apply to come to the United States to work and to live. There's various ways of doing that, um, but 
the, that process doesn't in, involve or include crossing the border illegally across the river or walking through the desert. I um, spoke to a, a rancher who has just a few cattle um, recently, and he said that his uh, ranch house was uh, broken into, and all the all that was stolen was uh, water and and soda. Um, so we know that they're they're just on foot or um, just coming across the state of Texas uh, with without sufficient resources, and so that's dangerous. And also what, what's been reported, some of the reasons that um, congressmen and senators in Washington want to impeach uh, Secretary Homeland Security Mayorkas is because of the, the rise in uh, accidental deaths uh, from poisoning due to fentanyl, uh, which is now considered to be the number one uh, cause of death for young people. And also, uh, some there's been a rise in uh, child sex trafficking, which is awful to even think about. And uh, another unintended consequence, I think, is um, terrorism. Ter- terrorists have been coming across. Lexi, terrorists have been coming across, uh, but. The reason Lexi's barking is because uh, this is the end of uh, my time. I'm Todd Marquardt. I'll talk to you later. Are you looking for reliable tax services? Look no further than Hector Signs with Liberty Tax Services, our valued sponsor here at Talk Law Radio. With years of expertise and dedication to excellence, Hector Signs ensures your taxes are in safe hands. Whether it's individual or business taxes, trust Hector Signs and Liberty Tax Services for thorough, accurate, and efficient tax solutions. Call Hector Signs at 210-764-5648. That's 210-764-5648 for all your tax needs. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.